Guitarathon is the greatest guitar sale on earth, and it's happening now. Get massive savings on a huge selection of electric and acoustic guitars, basses, amps, pedals, and other accessories. Get select Ernie Ball strings, three for ten. Save $100 on a Fender Special Edition Strat, or get a Yamaha acoustic for just $199. Plus, get special financing on select major brands. Don't miss these incredible deals. Available online and in store now through November 1st. Guitarathon, only at Guitar Center. Find your sound. You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. And welcome. You are Locked On, the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, the editor of Smoking Cuban, Isaac, we're not even involved in this, but we just can't stay away. Heck yeah, man. What an insane of an offseason. We've never had anything like it. Inject it right into my veins. Just take a <laughs> syringe, put it in there, put an IV up to it, just trades, and I'm, I'll take all the Woj tweets, all the sham wows, all of them. I'll take all of them. The Woj bombs, I'll take them. This was, aw- today, this was so awesome today. I was at work, and I get notifications on quite a few accounts on twitter and more than i, I would saw, like to admit i saw the first one by shams and i was like hmm interesting and i was like i don't know if my instant reaction was okay it's talks yeah and i really don't think boston this is going to get out with isaiah thomas unless it's like gonna happen yeah, because Boston, Boston, it never really is like, oh, there's rumors and blah blah blah, and it, you know, it just kind of. It made the most sense, like all along. Like, it, this is what you have to do if you're Boston trading Isaiah Thomas. Boston um, made sense for every single big player that was up for grabs because they had so many assets that they gave away. They gave away assets in this trade, and they still have a whole bunch. <laughs> like, not, they, they not st- great assets though. In this trade. In this trade, they still had they still gave up assets that were better than what other people got in other trades. Look at look at what the Bulls got for Jimmy Butler. Yeah, for Jimmy Butler, and who I think is but, prob- probably a better player than Kyrie. Maybe maybe not yeah. maybe not straight up better, but he's you know better at his position than Kyrie. Better is. better all around, yeah, definitely. But there there's a there's a and we've talked about this before. It's about personal preference too. There is something about performing at the highest of levels that holds a, a yeah, weight for me also. You can't teach that. But, yeah, I mean, you look at the deal for Jimmy Butler for sure. Um, but, I mean, if we're, if we're just going to go into the Kyrie thing, for me, this is what it really boils down to this. If you're going to trade a 25-year-old Kyrie that has a ring that's performing at the highest of levels that is a top three, five scorer in the whole you know, league, at entering his prime in, I mean, he still has a ways to go in his game. Yeah, I'm looking at Boston saying, I'm getting three of your four main assets looking at the future. At Tatum, yep. Brown, Lakers pick, and Brooklyn pick. Like, those four things right there, those are your biggest assets moving forward. We're not talking about the rest of the picks yeah, you know, right. in the future. But, like, those four things, I'm looking at that and saying – when this first started happening, we didn't know, you know, I, yeah, Isaiah Thomas is going to be a part of it. I instantly thought in my head, okay, this is going to be Isaiah Thomas, Jalen Brown, and both picks. Like, instantly. Dang. 
Then I saw that. Then I saw it was Isaiah Thomas, Crowder, and Picks, and I'm like, hold up. They're not going to even have to include Tatum or Jalen Brown to get Kyrie Irving. Like, really? Like that? That just blew me away. And they kept the Lakers pick. They got. They kept like that. When they said picks, I was like, okay, well, they're going to keep Brown and Tatum, but they're you know they're giving up both of those picks. And I'm like, okay, that I could see that. But one, man. Before I give before I give my take on this, we are going to continue with our 2011 Finals flashback. But there was too much going on right now, and this trade was too big for us to not at least comment on it. And I didn't want to go back and you know have this be in one of the the game pods. I want those to like the uh, the 2000 then the Finals flashback because I wanted those to be able to be standalone pods. And so uh, we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about the Kyrie Kyrie and Isaiah Thomas trade. We're going to talk about. The Nerlens update with him switching agents. We're going to talk about Jeff Withy and how it has nothing to do with the second part of the news that I just mentioned. But before we do that, I want to give a shout out to our boys at SeatGeek and girls. There's probably girls that work at SeatGeek too, right? Oh, yeah. They have sure. to. So SeatGeek is a, an amazing app. If you guys have not used it yet, you're, you're completely missing out. <laughs> there's, there's something wrong with you. I don't know what you've been doing, but SeatGeek has been uh, really good to us. And we wanted to let you know that you get $20, 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. So if you go and download the app and you put in the promo code LONBA, like locked on LONBA, and you go to a Rangers game, you go to a Cowboys game that's coming up, there are preseason tickets for Cowboys games that are 6 bucks. You use this and they're paying you to go. I don't know if that's exactly how it works. I don't know who will give you the check. I don't know who will cut the check. <laughs> I don't think it works that way. <laughs> but you could upgrade your seats for for nothing because you know, you know, instead of paying 10 bucks, you pay 20 bucks and then it's free. And you go because you get the the promo code off that. So, download the Seeky app. Use the promo code LONBA and best of all, my listeners get to our listeners, they're both of our listeners. I don't want to just say my. That's in the co- in my is in the copy, but I'll say I'll say our Knicks fans. I think I can change the pro the pronouns. So best of all, our listeners get twenty dollars off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app, enter the promo code L O N B A today. That's promo code L O N B A for twenty dollars off your first SeatGeek purchase. It's a great app. Use it. Use the deal score. It's worth it completely. Go to Rangers games. Go to Cowboys games. Do stuff besides sit at home. And scroll through your Twitter feed. You know why? Because at the Rangers ballpark, they have Wi-Fi. And you can just go do it there. <laughs> wow. I didn't know that. That's cool. Go do that. <laughs> go do that. Yeah. They also have Pokemon Go gyms there. So if you're still if you're still doing that. <laughs> because the Rangers are so bad, you have to go catch Pikachu. I was hanging out with somebody this weekend that was still playing Pokemon Go. And I just said, wait, what? Like, you're still playing this? <laughs> so. All right. The Kyrie Irving and Isaiah Thomas trade. You are completely disregarding Isaiah Thomas as an asset or as a player at all, completely. Because you look no, at what not completely. you look at what they got for him, and then you look at the other all the other trades. They got more for Kyrie Irving than any of the other trades this summer, right? There's not a package that was better than this one. Yeah, arguably. Now Brooklyn might be better. Brooklyn might be better. They're definitely going to be better than last year. But it's still a Definitely lottery. Gonna be better than still a lottery. There are teams that are probably worse than them now. That's still a Brooklyn pick. <laughs> We're still looking at a Brooklyn team that is gonna hit a gonna get a lot of L's, gonna get a lot of losses. Uh, so you have that. Zizic is a player. I know you're not super high on him. Uh, he didn't have a really good summer league, but 
You, uh, he's still a player. He's an asset going forward for the future. Then you get you get Isaiah Thomas. You get Jay Crowder. Now, for me, and you look at them, you look, you kind of look at them in a vacuum as we were going back and forth on Twitter today. And you can follow him at Isaac Harris NBA. You can follow me at Nick Van Exit. You look at it more in a vacuum where you say, okay, those guys alone, Jay Crowder and Isaiah Thomas, are not worth it to me because Isaiah Thomas is going to be a free agent in a year. And you and I think a lot of people put way too much stock in that. This dude is a player. He is a bona fide, awesome player. Like we've talked about him on this podcast as he's had better stats. He's had as good, if not better, stats than Allen Iverson did. <laughs> his season last year, he had better stats than Allen Iverson in his MVP season. <laughs> Just insane stuff he almost scored more points per game than any celtic ever ever larry bird bill russell (laughs) like hall of fame guys like this guy can score the basketball as opposed to scoring another thing on the basketball court but isaiah thomas is still a player and i think isaiah thomas and kyrie irving one-to-one as straight up players without age and without contract are pretty equal at this point but you do have to factor in the, the age and the, and the contract. Now, to factor in the age and the contract, you obviously can't trade him one for one, so you have to throw Jay Crowder in there. Throwing Jay Crowder in there, that's a starter. That's a starter right now for the for the Cavs and for the Celtics, right? Uh, on the same page yeah, there? I mean, I mean, if it just kind of depends on who Cleveland starts. He's starter-worthy, I'll yeah, say that. Yeah, yeah, not at two. Because, I mean, but if they start a, Love and Thompson, I mean. Not at two, but at a different position. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> At the three and four, and that, I mean that's yeah, that's what LeBron and them they've needed. They've needed that other wing that can. I mean, <laughs> as somebody's joked on Twitter, they're like, "Oh man, Cleveland's got their uh, their uh, KD guy and Crowder." No, oh, and okay, then bro. then Andre Iguodala tweeted at him and replied, "Who?" Because <laughs> <laughs> the I tweet didn't LeBron, me- the tweet didn't mention him by name, which made it funnier. LeBron can guard every position, so he should guard Durant. So, if anything. This trade is not a steal. This trade is not. They didn't fleece them. You know, like the Celtics didn't fleece the Cavs. They did get the best player in the deal. I'll say that. I think Kyrie's a better player than Isaiah. I think that the the Celtics got the better player in the deal. But I think that for what the Cavs, what, for what other teams have got for their stars, for, you know, what the, what the Pacers got for Paul George who demanded a trade, and now Kyrie is demanding a trade, and he only has like one more year on his deal than than Paul George did. You know, it's not that much. And, yeah, he's a little younger. But for what they got, I think this is at least fair if not, you know, the Celtics won this trade. Okay. That's what I was I thought you were on the game. Because, I mean, like, I would say 75% of my Twitter today was Cleveland, you know, just won this deal. I mean, Cleveland. (laughs) First thing I saw on Twitter today is, you know, after the deal happened, you know, Cleveland got a steal. You know, Cleveland stole from Boston, all that stuff. Which is just absurd. Like I feel like the majority of people, and by Twitter, I thought you were taking more Cleveland side than Boston side. No, I I think I would I would lean towards Boston side because when you when you look at trades, a lot of times you look at the sum of the parts that were given in a trade, and you say, oh well, those all those guys added up are better than what the you know what what the other team got, but. It's the NBA. You can only play five players at once. And if you get the best player in the deal, then you probably win the trade. However, the Cavs did get two guys that you can play at once. They got two guys that you can play in the finals. You know, you got at least, I think, you can play Isaiah Thomas in the finals, right? He's not that much of a defensive liability where you just... Yeah, I mean, the, him and Kyrie's defense, you know, kind of just equals each other out. I mean, you have, you're you going to have to hide IT like you hid 
Kyrie. People so. have been saying that they equal out. I think Kyrie's better than than Isaiah because th- there was a lot uh, of plays in the last couple finals that he gets he gets you know these monster blocks and clutch situations and you know gets steals and he's he's at least performing, <laughs> you know. And I, yeah. I don't know if Isaiah can do that. Here's the here's the thing. This year, Cleveland wins probably this year. As far as the deal, the next five years, Boston wins. Like that's my thing, go like going forward. Yeah, depending on that like, Brooklyn pick. Because what if that Brooklyn pick is? Martin I don't Bagley? care if the I don't care if the Brooklyn pick is number one pick overall. You still didn't get Tatum, Brown, and the Lakers pick, and you're giving up a 25 year old borderline. Your insert your own definition of superstar in Kyrie Irving. Put it this way: if Kyrie did not demand the trade. And and Boston called offering the package. Would Cleveland do the trade? No. They wouldn't do the. They wouldn't do that. Yeah. Because Kyrie is that good. We saw in the finals, it was a two-headed matchup, and they equaled each other out for the most part. LeBron and KD and Steph and Kyrie. Then Golden State's supporting cast was severely better than than you know Cleveland's. Bill Simmons even broke that down. Back a couple weeks ago in one of his podcasts of how Kyrie proved he can go head to head with the best in the league, and you just don't get that. Like yeah. that's the thing. Another thing, Isaiah Thomas. He's 28 years old. He just he was just quoting his story a couple weeks ago saying, "I they're going to back up the Brink truck for me. <laughs> like I want max money. Yeah. You know what his max money is going to be? His max money is going to be looking at like 40 million dollars when he's like 33 years old, as like a you know a dwarf." Like that, I think, I think, I think that deal's not going to be as bad as a lot of people say. If he, if he was forty if, million dollars at thirty three years old, if he was going well, if he, if he, if he just say it straight up like that, but the cap will go up at that point. But you know, if it's if if that's what the max is, then then your cap has gone up way much because the max is equal to whatever the cap is. The 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 max contracts. If you just hear max contracts, it's just a percentage of the cap. So and it's tiered by how many years you've played in the league, and so. Like, uh, for example, Nerlens's max that we've been talking about way too much <laughs> was, you know, he'd been in the league uh, less than – he'd been in the league four years, and so he was on the, the first level, which is uh, 20%. And so that would be – his max would be 20% of whatever the the, uh, the salary is. I think I have that number right. I could be completely wrong. The next one, is, I think, is 25, and then the final one is 30. And so 30% would is a uh, nine, nine plus years. So like what Al Horford got for the Celtics, he, he had, he had been in the league nine plus years and what, whatever LeBron gets every year is, you know, is that percentage of it. So if it's that, then it might not look that bad. It might be one of those contracts where you go, holy crap. When we first look at it, like Mike Conley getting $30 million, we just say, oh my gosh, that's a, that's a, you know, exorbitant amount of money. And then we yeah. say, well, but the cap's going up, you know, so the, but for what the percentage is that for what? Yeah. But for what the percentage of it is, you know, is that I think the Memphis thing is different. They just haven't acquired any good players, but, <laughs> right? Like they, they took a lot of swings and just haven't hit on any of them. Whereas a team like Boston, they they're swinging and hitting on all these guys. And that's that's the thing. I mean, are you going to be okay paying that big of a chunk of your cap to a thirty three year old point guard that is right now at twenty eight a defensive liability? Yeah. How is this game going to be affected when he's you know five years older? And if he was going to be. If he was going to be 35, 36 at the end of this deal, I would say that yeah, that's a train wreck. I'm not. I don't want any part of that. 33 to me is not completely out of the you know the realm of possibility that he could still be serviceable, like 20 point per game scorer. Like, I think he's. I think he's good. 
like I'm not taking anything away from Isaiah Thomas. It just goes down to the fact that you have a 25 year old Kyrie Irving, and you're getting your main piece, which I'd argue, I can't argue against the Brooklyn pick. Hats off, that's good. You got that unprotected. You, God forbid, you should get it unprotected. Yeah, you're not seriously. Any other asset in the deal that is more long term. Jay Crowder, congrats. Like I think people kind of overhype Jay Crowder. It's a rotation beast that they needed, though. That's the other thing. Great, yeah, great contract, great role player, especially in today's game. We loved That's him in cool. Dallas. He's you know the last remaining serviceable player from the the Rondo trade. <laughs> yeah, so cool, cool thing with that. It just and another thing. I tweeted this out today. I think we we are overestimating this whole leverage thing way way too much. Like we acted like we are acting like people are acting on Twitter like Cleveland is stuck in a corner and it's the trade deadline two days between mm-hmm. before the trade deadline and Kyrie's contract runs out that summer and free agency is like four months away. He's still in the contract for two more years. They don't have to trade him. They can just keep him. Kobe demanded a trade. He came back and won titles. <laughs> he was like, going to go to the Clippers. All they have, like, he is under contract for two more years. Who's going to hurt their value more if Kyrie comes to camp and sulks like a baby and they don't even trade him? Let's say they keep him all year. One, you don't know if they're just going to turn it back around, get back to the finals again. You still got two more years. It's not like he had the control. That's the thing with with this all. When a player is going to hit free agency, then a team has to do something because it's out of their control. This was team control. They like two years. Like that's nuts. And for people to be on Twitter saying, "Oh man, well considering what, considering the situation, I mean they had no leverage. Bullcrap. They could have just kept him. Like that. The leverage thing that doesn't is it ideal? No. What could you have gotten more if it didn't hit the public and teams didn't know? Probably. But like the the idea that it was a like Paul George about to go to Los Angeles situation, not even close to the same. And people are associated. People are looking at, and that's the problem with this deal right now. People are looking at the Paul George situation and saying he wanted to go to LA. He wanted out. Everybody knew he was going to leave. Blah blah blah. And look, look what they got for him. That package was trash. And now they're looking at Kyrie and looking at it in the same scope, saying, "Well, he wanted out, so he's going to leave anyway." That's two years. <laughs> And now look at the package they got for Kyrie compared to Paul George. And, of course, this package is like 10 times better than Paul George's. Yeah. And everybody's like, oh, Cleveland, all hell Cleveland. Like, they won the biggest trade, you know, ever. And it's – I get – it helps them this year. It helps achieve their purpose or their goal reportedly going in was we want a package back that will help us compete this year, which this package will, and for the future. And you get that one pick. It's just for me, and obviously I'm not running a team. If I'm going to trade somebody like Kyrie, then I'm wanting multiple pieces that is going to go into the future, especially if LeBron leaves. If LeBron leaves next summer, then I think this trade looks much, much worse because you could have like you could have simply went to a different team and said like I want I want more younger players. I don't want Isaiah Thomas or Jay Crowder or something like that. Like I want draft picks and young guns, you know, to, for the rebuild. But if LeBron leaves, really? Okay. Like you just, I mean, I knew this pod was going to go longer than we expected. As, as an NBA player, what you have built up 
the entire the entire league, all the players have built up this, you know, incredible network and incredible amalgam <laughs> of stars that are bigger than their teams. Kyrie goes to China and he is, you know, massive. Kyrie sells shoes. Kyrie is Uncle Drew and Kyrie is, you know, bigger. He has a, he has a brand. He is, you know, he has millions and millions. He, he might have more followers on Twitter than the Cavaliers account does. <laughs> right? Like that's just, yeah. you know, just as a representation on social media just how much it is. In Dallas we've seen in the NFL the Lucky Whitehead situation which shows to me where Lucky White, if you guys don't follow football, I don't blame you. But if you, you've seen the Lucky Whitehead situation, he was accused of being part of this, you know, uh, theft or robbery or something, and uh, accused of it, and the team cut him. And then the uh, you know the reports came back, and it wasn't Lucky Whitehead; it was another dude that looked like him. <laughs> so, but they still cut him, and that was the Cowboys, you know, the Cowboys decision. And we see in the NFL, and that's just one example. There's a lot more of how. The teams in the shield, which is what they call the NFL, the shield, because that's what their logo is, is bigger than the players, right? There's no one player that's bigger than his team. Even Cam Newton wasn't bigger than the Panthers. You know, that was like at times, you know, in certain certain areas, I guess he was bigger in fashion, I guess. And, you know, for some people, Odo Beckham Jr. sometimes seems bigger than Giants, but no one player is going to be bigger than the team. Even Tom Brady, you know, you still got the Patriots. They're still rolling. You still got Belichick. You know, the, the teams are bigger. In the NBA, it's the opposite. The players are bigger. The players are bigger. And when you have a player like Kyrie Irving with the gravitas of Kyrie Irving that says not only just – he says it to the team privately and then it gets leaked out and the fan base sees it. The fan base sees Kyrie and they're sharing the videos and they're sharing all the stuff of Kyrie saying, you know, the kid – did you see the, the, the video of the kid asking Kyrie on stage saying, yeah. are you ever going to leave us like you left LeBron? And he goes, No. You know, those videos get shared out, and you see all this stuff. You know, it leaks out that Kyrie requests a trade. That player now is hurting the franchise because he is bigger than the franchise, right? Like, how much can a one NFL player hurt a franchise, you know, and, and affect a franchise? Not much, you know, <laughs> if, if they're disgruntled or, you know, something. If, it, if an NBA player is, you hear it a lot more. You can feel the, the you know, the the fissures off of it, I guess, more than you can feel from, from another sport, especially baseball. Holy cow. <laughs> one baseball yeah. player makes, you know, if one baseball player complains, it's like, nah, you know. Who cares? So NBA players have so much power now that if they do keep him, like you, like you said, they have two years left on his deal. They have his contract. They do have that power. They could have done that. The longer they hold him, I think the less valuable he becomes because that contract is ticking. And if he wants to trade out, then yes, they are going to lose him. But you got to think a little bit further. You want to trade a player before it's too late. You don't want to wait too long to trade a player. You don't want to wait as long as the Pacers did to trade Paul George and you get two guys back that won't be on the team in three years. You know, like you don't want to do And why is Porzingis in New York, Nick? Because. Dude, do not bring up the Knicks as like a team. No, but I'm just saying, like, I mean, how far out does that go then? Like, how far out is too far out that you think it's irreparable or unrepairable? Well, you know, like Porzingis hasn't re- requested a trade. You know, it hasn't gone that far. Where Kyrie literally said, "I don't want to be part of this team anymore." You bring Kyrie back into the locker room. What does he do? Also, that's the other thing. So I think this locker room and chemistry stuff is so. And we've been. We've been studying, looking back on this 2011, you know, Mavericks team and the, the final splash up, final splashback that we've been doing. That 
chemistry is huge. Like, you know, these, these guys banding together and these guys being mature about things and these guys, you know, approaching situations in a mature way and being able to talk and being able to communicate. And that this is so big for a team, you know, it's literally what we say, team building and, and bringing a team together and you do it in your office, you do it at school, you do it, you know, these stupid team building activities and it takes communication. It takes working together. Now, if you have LeBron James, you have Kyrie Irving, their talent can outweigh team, you know, team, you know, like those guys are just so good. And that's just the way basketball is, but you need that's to get a it, difference have, too as, in this as situation. a team. You have to get out in front of the player. Right. And you can't just, you can't just let it happen because you're, you're screwing your team. You're screwing the, his teammates and you're screwing the fans. And, but they do have LeBron, you know, that I, I would understand. I understand that logic. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you hated LeBron. <laughs> No, but he's still like, you know, yeah. probably the best overall player in the league and the most powerful player in the league. But like if I understand that logic to a degree, I would understand it and agree with it more if he was on Denver. If he was on Orlando and there wasn't another, I mean, he's got LeBron on this team. So like the amount of, you know, you know, distraction or like all this stuff, I mean, they still have he's still not the best player on his team. So LeBron holds that mantle. I would argue that because he has LeBron, it makes it easier to trade. You know, like if, 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 you know, the reason why the Pacers didn't like, didn't try to trade Paul George, cause what do they have without him? You know, they, they, and they, and they waited too long and they ended up doing it, which kudos to them for actually getting something for him. But if you're a small market team like that, then you have nothing without that guy. This the, look at you know Boogie Cousins in Sacramento. That was a <laughs> that was w- waiting to happen. You know that was a, a mess out there. They waited a little too long, and they you know you saw what they got for it. So because they had LeBron, I think it made it easier for them to to swallow that trade, and psh, they got great stuff back for it. So, but I think I think that they had to do it eventually, and you know because you're either. Because what what do they what do they do on opening night? Opening night and everybody knows, everybody in Cleveland knows, everybody wherever they're playing knows. It's, it's Cleveland Boston game one, right? And they you know say now starting for your Cleveland Cavaliers, Tristan Thompson. <sighs> blah blah blah. Mm. They go through the starting lineup, starting at guard, you know from Duke, which you love, Kyrie Irving, boo, just like everybody boos, you know the guy. That's what would have happened, right? I, maybe. I mean, like here's the thing: I think if they, they would have ke- booed him if they kept him that long, though. Then that means they're gonna try to repair it, you know. And that I would at least tried to Oof, repair it. That's a lot of work. And, but here's my thing: once again, it goes back to how how far out is too far out. I mean, we're two years at this point. Yeah. Now we're looking at like football holdouts. You know, like some of these guys have like three years left on their deal, and they're like holding out. And you're like, really? What the heck's going on? Well, but like. Why you know if if you're if you're Cleveland and Kyrie's wanting out, one you don't have to give in, don't give in, and you know what, make him sit through it, make him go through it. If he wants out that bad and he's one he he wants to throw this whole team off and all this stuff, I'd I would have at least tried to bring it back through. You know, obviously they're not going to because LeBron's contract's you know coming up, and I guess they're you know they're going to try to keep him and stuff for whatever. But like, I would at least try to work it out. Being too far, two years out, I would have at least I wouldn't have given in for this deal. 
I will I want more long term pieces. If I'm gonna give up, give up a twenty five how how much in history have we seen this? Like I got a twenty five year old like star that is that has is coming off the past two years in the finals, putting up crazy numbers, hit the shot two years ago that basically won the finals. Like Yeah. I mean I, I, I Nash was a little bit older when he, you know, left Dallas. But that's kind of also that's another situation. And that was free yeah, and that was free agency, so Yeah. I mean we're talking like trade and so so that that's my main question. How far is too far out? And, you know, some of these players might it might not leak out that they walk into the GM office and say, I want out. But like Porzingis, he skipped his exit interviews. He went over to Lafayette and they like no one could even get a hold of him. I mean, we saw all these reports come out from New York saying like we hadn't even talked to him. Like we can't even get a hold of him. Like he's just like saying, Screw y'all. I mean, I'm going to Dallas. So like, <laughs> yeah, we wish, but you know, it's just, I think it's happening. If we start to give in to these guys and how far is, is too far out, but I don't know. It's just, you don't have, you don't have guys like this to hit the block very often. And you don't have guys. Now Boston has that guy. Like I, I, I haven't since, since D that D Rose Chicago team, I haven't considered a team even with LeBron in the East. Until now, wow. I think this boss. I think Boston could give them every year since that D Rose team. I've just said no way, no one's going to touch LeBron and his stack teams. But like now, I think it could, because now Boston has that score. Like this is like even with Gordon Hayward and even with Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> like you don't know. Like Isaiah Thomas can ball out, but when it gets to Eastern Conference Finals, you know, again or something like that, like is he going to always be your go to guy in Boston? There's a reason why they were hesitant on paying him this max, super max money, you know? Like, yeah. So, that, now they got their guy. Eastern Conference Finals, game one. Who starts on LeBron? Who starts on LeBron? Yeah. Pro- probably Jalen Brown. <laughs> Give me the Cavs. Man, Who starts that, on Kyrie? That's going to be rough. D-Rose? Who starts on Kyrie? <laughs> D-Rose. <laughs> Come uh, on, probably Isaiah J- Thomas. Probably Jr. Jr. knows all his tricks. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's probably what I mean, happens I mean, though. To be honest, but they got they got Gordon Hayward, Jason Tatum, and Jalen Brown, and Marcus Morris. They got bodies to throw at him. Yeah, I mean, everybody forgets about Marcus Morris. He's still on that team. He's still pretty good. He's going to be their starter four. I mean, start at the four. They got Horford, Morris, Hayward, Jalen Brown, and Kyrie. Yeah, some people think they're going to start Horford at four and put Baines at five. But no, that would be one of those things where they did that for like five minutes and then switched it out. But all right, well, that's good. <laughs> the reason, so, what a fun trade! I mean, it's so fun. We we can't be. I mean, Bill Simmons on his latest pod, like what? I mean, just like three de- before, not the sports reporters one, the one right before that. With or no, it's the Kyrie Irving one. He, he was on there saying, yeah, I'm just going to discredit the Boston women because there's no way that <laughs> these two rival teams at the top of a conference will make this trade. And for what it's worth, like, I'm so, like, I came home and my wife was like, what's up with you? You're like really chippery, <laughs> like coming home from work. Like you're usually like tired. And I'm like, man, this is like so much fun. One, I think we actually have a competitor to LeBron now in East yeah. because it's always just been a cakewalk for him because there's been, you know, no talent. And now... Kyrie is there and but now we have like a good rivalry like we have a good 
we can all just wait for that Eastern Conference Finals that's going to be. I just, I really hope Kyrie makes it through the whole season. That's just what I I hope because the track record has not been good for him. He's missed 10 to 20 games, 10 to 30 games every single year of his career. So Isaiah Thomas's hip's going to be an issue too. That as well. So (laughs) we could look at this trade in five years ago. Dang, like they both got nothing. (laughs) No, both those guys were injured and everything. And, uh, the reason why Porzingis is, you know, they haven't traded Porzingis, and the reason why, you know, I think Porzingis is coming to Dallas. Nerlens <laughs> is still not signed. They're holding it out. They're holding it out so they can save that remaining cap space for the Porzing God. Porzingis, I wish, man. But we do Porzingis. have we do have news on the Nerlens Noel front. Finally, it was reported, you know, a while ago, you know, about a week ago, and people were tweeting us saying, you know, oh, there's this NBC report that Nerlens changed agents and went to Dan Fagan. That was not true. He did remove his agent, uh, which is Happy Walters. Yeah, They're, the the agents are pretty much just names to me, <laughs> unless unless it's <laughs> unless it's like going back and thinking about uh, Rob Palenka, but <laughs> who is not a G, an agent anymore, but. Now he is uh he switched agents. He's trying to, you know, the, the report was that he's trying to get a max deal and he went to Clutch Sports. And that is important because that is LeBron's agency, which to me, if we want to see how powerful NBA players are, one of them is part owner of an agency that that uh you know represents players. That to me is insane. That doesn't seem like it should happen, but it's Here also funny to me that that when he signed with Clutch, everybody was like, "Oh man, he's gonna go play with LeBron." Clutch has plenty of clients throughout the league that do not play with LeBron. Yeah, that's <laughs> I mean, what, yeah. So like, they're still just an not, agency. They're not just like a yeah. means for LeBron to get friends to play with them. <laughs> the I mean, two things that come to mind with this is there's obviously a reason why there's an agent change. Yep. Um, what path is that? As far as was it Happy Walters that was kept that kept on telling Nerlens, no, we're not going to sign for Dallas's number. You deserve way much more, and we're going to stand our ground. And Nerlens had enough with it. Yeah. So he went to Clutch and said, okay, I want you know I want us to come in and say you know let's really make this happen. Let's just, let's get this done. Or it's the opposite. And Happy Walters is like. Nerlens, I think you just need to take Dallas's deal. And Nerlens is like, no, I'm going to go to an agency that is known for having restricted free agents that wait forever, like Tristan Thompson did with Cleveland a few yep, years ago. Yep. And that took forever. I think that's probably the route we're going down that he, you know, some would argue we're in. already, some would argue we're already yeah, there. <laughs> you're exactly right. So, you know, he brings in clutch that has experience with these late negotiations with restricted free agents. And I mean, there's nothing that we can – I can't make any educated guess at this point at all. Yeah. It, it, it's one of those two things that you said. It's either, you know, Nerlens was fine with the deal that they were giving or that – and that the agent didn't want him to do it, think he could have gotten more, or that the agent was saying, you know, you should accept this. And Nerlens was like, no, I'm worth more than that. You know, so it's either one. I mean, we've just seen – we've seen so many random reports – yeah, and, uh, and you want to make the you want to put the dots together of saying we okay, really do. We really want to put the dots together. <laughs> like, I mean, you could be really speculative with it and be like, okay, Nerlens wanted the max. He's obviously not going to get it now. So now he fires his agent and he goes to Clutch, who 
is known for getting their players money and yeah. for holding out restricted free agents. So people are out there just connecting the dots and saying, well, Nerlens wants Max, so he's getting clutch and he's just going to do Max or, you know, super big contract or qualified offer. And this is, you know, clutch is going to come in and really just jack it up or something. I don't, you know, everybody's guessing at this point. No one knows anything. Well, at least we don't. <laughs> yeah. So it's one of those two things. We'll find out when the season starts. It'll be resolved. We promise. I don't think that there's there's not many examples of players holding out, you know, in the NBA. Uh, and I don't think New Orleans is going to be one of them. Could be wrong. This could be, you know, one of the examples we look back to, you know, in the future saying, remember when New Orleans held out until the end of preseason? I don't know. I don't think that's the case. I think by, before training camp, they'll work it out. I think that's just kind of the way the Mavericks are. They don't want to hold things out and draw stuff out to I'm the, just the start like, of actual play. I'm getting more frustrated about it because it's just going to dominate training camp. and not if, like Especially if it's camp, not like, done. It's going to dominate media day. and he, But no, no, no. Even if he signs tomorrow, I mean, that's going to be – when media day hits and we're in that press conference room, everybody is going to get a question about it. Nerlens, he's going to get about 10. I mean, from, you know, Carlisle to Donnie, Cuban, ever, that's just going to be the, the ongoing conversation of what happened this summer. Well, I mean, who was, you know, how far were y'all off? And blah, 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 blah. And that's, that's only if it just gets resolved like tomorrow. I mean, what if something drastic happens? Then that's just going to be the storyline instead of, you know, Dennis Smith Jr., which that would be huge. Uh, Dirk's 20th season, which Dallas already has, like, kind of a cool logo with. Yeah, and that was cool. There's just, you know, there's a bunch of cool storylines for Dallas, and I just don't want something, like, negative. It's just going to be really annoying to deal with that even longer. Yeah, I hope that's not negative. I hope that people take it in the sense that, you know, this is just business, this is how it works, and there's no... At least I hoped it's that way, that there's no ill will on either side. Speaking of ill will, some people are upset at Nerlens, and they are happy that the Mavericks signed Jeff Whitty, the former <laughs> the former Jazz center. Now, I've stated my case on Mavs Moneyball. You can go read the piece that says signing Jeff Whitty has nothing to do with Nerlens Noel. What, what say you about that premise? I would say 90% has nothing. I think there is a small percent that it plays into it just a tad. I think it's just your safety net. I think it's your safety net in case it all goes south. Like if you got, you know, because there's no way you're going to have Nerland, Salah, and Withy, you know, I wouldn't say no way because we had Hammonds. But, I mean, that's three players Nerlens could play the foursome because he's athletic, but I mean that's just that's three anchors basically. And do you roster those three? Yeah. And you know he's not he's not a two way player. He's not he's not a D league player now in his career. For what it's worth, I like Withy. I like what he. I think he's a solid backup center. But I you, think. It's, but you already have a solid backup center. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and, yeah. In Salah. But I mean, does does Dallas look at it and if they bring Nerland, you know, Nerland's back like we think, does Dallas look at it and be like, okay, can we get basically what Salah brings us, you know, but at twenty seven compared to thirty one? And you know, for what it's worth with Salah, like we really like Salah, but like him and Rick really didn't click all the time. <laughs> and <laughs> he does he he does do some questionable things on the court. 
I like him. I'm not like putting him down at all. I'm just saying I could see Dallas's mindset saying, let's bring with you the camp. Let's see if he can battle Salah and outplay him. Salah's, you know, contracts right, you know, super cheap. So I mean, they could cut him for what it's worth too. So I like it. I didn't mind it, but it is that small, small insurance in case something just goes crazy, drastically wrong with Nerlens, and you know, you at least got bodies in the in the paint. You're not replacing Nerlens with Jeff Whitney, uh, not even like a little. <laughs> and but that, but what's your options though? I mean, that to me is is the reason I, he's coming back. Nerlens is coming back. I, I don't know how, what what scenario would you see that Nerlens is not back on the Mavericks at least for next year. What scenario would we say about Kyrie before his trade demand? You think Nerland's going to request a signing trade? No, I'm just saying, like, what if Nerland's went to Dallas and said, listen, I don't want to be here. I, y'all have pissed me off too much. I don't want to be here. I'm not going to resign here. I'm not, I don't care what you give me, what money you say you're going to up me now. I'm going to either take the qualifying offer and I'm going to walk next summer, or you can just renounce my rights now or whatever it is. That could that could happen. It is, that's a like, very, that's a very big possibility. I just spent a whole bunch of time saying how powerful NBA players are. Now, Nerlens is not on the level of Kyrie at all. And, no, and no, 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 no. Rarely no, do no. we see players that are, for for lack of a better term, over over, like uh, I guess overqualified role players. You yeah. know, like Nerlens isn't like a, a key piece. He's not a key uh, player for your team in the sense that he's like a. A star or a well, like a he's a key player, but he's not like a yeah. star like Kyrie. Yeah, I'm not you know, saying not I'm not all-star. saying it right, but he's not a, a focal point or a centerpiece. You know, he is a piece. Yeah, for the team, he's not. He's not going to be your. You know, he's not Dennis Smith Jr. He's not Kyrie. One, yeah, he's not going to be one or two on your team. Like your two of your best players. Not on a good team. team. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> they tried that in Philly, and they won 19 games. So, but we don't think that's going to happen, and I don't think that's going yeah. to happen at all either. I mean, we think it's going to get done. We all say that. It's just this clutch thing does throw a little wrench into it, and now we see is that going to speed it up? We're we going to see something happen like really quick, or if this starts to dry out, then I'm going to get a little scared. Yeah, but, I think the quick thing is already gone, right? Like <laughs> we're past that. If it well, happened, I mean, he just hired him not too long ago. I mean, what a few days ago? Yeah. Well, to me, so that's, they have to, to me that's quick. They have to get up to speed with things and see exactly how long, you know, what's been on the table. And you you wonder how much it goes back to square one. You know, does it go back to square one of setting out with Dallas and Clutch saying, let's start, you know, you negotiate with Happy Walters before. Now you're negotiating with me. So let's let's see what's really out there. And, and we will see what's really out there during training camp. We will see what this is all about. We'll be able to figure it out and we'll be breaking it down here on Locked On Mavs every day. We say every day. It's really not. <laughs> we say it, but we'll, be, we'll continue to do it. We love doing it. And if you are interested, if you have a business, if you're connected to a business, if you work for a business, if you're interested in doing a sponsorship of the Locked On Mavericks podcast, you can contact us. You can DM me. My DMs are open at Nick Van Exit. You can email me. It's Nick Angstead at Gmail. You can email us. Uh, we would love to tell you, you know, what's going on. We'd love to tell you our, you know, our demographics. If you want to reach men between the age of 18 and 45, <laughs> we're killing it in that category. <laughs> we're killing it. <laughs> it's a lot of, a lot of dudes that are, are listening to this and, uh, you know who you are. 
all the dudes, <laughs> everybody, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, there are I, I did the math recently. There are a few 65 and older people that are listening to this podcast. Now, I don't know if that's just a device that's registered to a person over 65 and then somebody that's, say, like 10 listening to the podcast, but the numbers are showing up. There's some, some people over the age of 65 that are listening to the pod since we took over. So if that's you, I don't know you what medium you can contact us in, but we would love to hear who you Telegra- are. Talk Telegraph to. us. <laughs> Telegraph us, tweet us, Facebook us. But if you would like to advertise on Lockdown Maps, let me know, and we will we will make it happen. We'll try to figure out what we can do. So thanks so much for listening, guys, to the bonus episode. We are now going to record game two of the finals flashback. So you will see that either tomorrow or depending on when you're listening to this. So thanks so much for listening, guys. Peace out. Boom. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.